0: I'm I'm gonna use this podcast to to try to figure out what the fuck was going on. You said you liked it. I did like it. I do like it. But um there are just a couple of things. I mean, I'm very forgiving with movies unless they're just horrible. So I can like this a lot and still have problems with it.
1: I really just thought that this film was just not accurate to the online experience. There was not a single furry convention. There were no was there a single teabagging? See, we were debating this last night. I feel like maybe there was. I don't
0: know. Uh, like, I'd have to look in the background of all those giant in between battle In between the Battletoads and Spawn and the
2: lady from Overwatch. Uh,
0: what is this? Okay.
2: <laughs> Gundam fought Mechagodzilla. Never forget that.
1: So, welcome to Fresh Films. We're a podcast devoted to reviewing new films that have come out in Evanston. I'm Marco Carlano. I'm Mark Scaliano. I'm Elliot Kronzberg. Today, we're going to be reviewing Ready Player One, the newest film directed by Steven Spielberg. I hope I don't need to go into what films he's made.
0: He's made 1941.
1: Always. Yeah, Always. That was... Tintin. The Lost World
0: even though it is a film directed by steven spielberg it's written by the author of the original book ernest klein who also wrote fanboys the 2009 comedy about guys trying to sneak into skywalker ranch and watch the phantom menace before it comes out in theaters so ernest klein co-wrote the screenplay with zach penn who's done a million things steven spielberg-esque I should probably look up what the fuck he's done, but trying to think if there are any other important creative minds in this endeavor. Do you know of any, Marco? Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) Spoiler, but
1: so the main character is played by Ty Sheridan. His love interest is played by Olivia Cook. So he's like this quest master who is playing a video game in a post-scarcity America in Cleveland. And he's become like an expert in playing the game. He's learned all the references that this creator played by Mark Rylance has indebted in the game in order to solve these challenges. His love interest is played by Olivia Cook. She is another sort of expert, but she has real-world stakes in the game, too. The moment when he starts to fall in love with her, it's just like him saying, I love you, I think I'm made for you, like really cheesy dialogue. Like, yeah, but then she
2: calls him out for it, and just like, yeah, that's bullshit, you don't even really know who I am. I found that aspect of the film conducive to the world that had been presented to me where there aren't really real-world social interactions to base how you're supposed to behave on. It's just more everything is fake and you
0: can put up like a wall and just say how you really feel. So like, the question is how does she know it's bullshit? Like, how is she able to call she's out more, Because she's more in tune with the real world having actually
2: a dose of reality from all the stuff that happened to her in her past. I won't spoil for those. who have not read the book or seen the movie. I don't know. That's That was just the sense I got from it. It made sense sense to me
1: at the end like when he's giving his big hero monologue i don't think a lot of how he talks to her changes that much through the duration of the film also like she's revealed to have something about herself that she's really ashamed of but it's just not a big deal at all in real life and it looks really forced and tacked on for there to create some sort of insecurity for her to have
2: Three words, Gundam versus Mechagodzilla. That was awesome. I don't care. I know I got to be professional when I make these podcasts, but that was awesome. and I don't care. They did an excellent job of fleshing out the head of that
0: evil corporation played yeah. by I liked Ben Mendelsohn a lot. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. he He's so fun. I thought a lot of the actors did good jobs. I thought Ty Sheridan was a little stiff. I didn't like Ty Sheridan. He was the exception. As you sort of get
2: to know him a little bit better and start to understand his sort of nervousness and his little affectations, I think you kind of warm up to him a bit. I found Artemis and H and especially
0: Sorrento much more interesting, but I say he got the job done. I wanted Artemis to end up with H. I want a little twist that like, maybe Artemis isn't interested in this motherfucker. Like, what's he got going for him? That he noticed a reference in a tape from 30 years ago and he decided to go backwards? Like, that's his big... I, I still can't get over that. No one figured out to go backwards in five years of everybody playing this game. I mean, I guess he's like, the smartest player. Like, that's what we're <laughs> supposed to take away. Like, he can figure that out. He can figure out how to get to The Shining. It's very cool that they can go inside movies. That, that was awesome. If they made sequels, I would just love for them to just go inside movies. Like, I don't care about all these contests and... I like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory aspect of it. I found that gave me something to hang on. Two
2: things I do want to discuss. Mark Rylance, I think, is excellent Oh, this I, film. Yeah. He adds so much emotional and thematic weight to this film. His character is indispensable, in my opinion. The character is different and more identifiable and almost sympathetic, I guess to where he's sort of very introverted, maybe has some kind of disorder which provokes antisocial nature. I actually responded to that really well. Second thing I want to discuss, this film lives and dies... By Spielberg. Without him, this film absolutely positively does not work. He understands how to make the visuals interesting. The action scenes are fantastic. And yeah, the typical Spielberg schmaltz is spread out thinly through the first two acts, and it comes to a head at the end of the third act, and I found it actually very emotionally satisfying, and I was
1: able to resonate a lot with it. I don't mind the Spielberg schmaltz in this film because I'm not someone who, like, is dying for gritty realism in blockbuster movies and i do think a lot of what spielberg contributes helps take this movie above what it could have been his knowledge of film particularly with the shining scene is very very useful i still think that there could have been either more ambition to the world that they could create or that they should have done more with the characters and maybe it's just me, but Olivia Cook having like the least ugly birthmark imaginable should not be this big dramatic point. You didn't find the uh, the Prince Zuko birthmark repulsive. One, it's on
0: Olivia Cook what has she been in thoroughbreds she was amazing in thoroughbreds she was in me earl and the dying girl she Uh, was the dying girl so i think olivia cook is great and she deserves better than kai sheridan she deserves like i don't know lena waith i'm not done shipping these two in the film like not in real life because i don't know what olivia cook's Dating preferences are. Lena Waith is like engaged, she's gonna be married, so like not in real life. But back to Olivia Cook's birthmark, I think that the gamers in this film are some of the nicest gamers I've ever heard That's of. That's
2: very. There's no
0: 10 year old kid <laughs> saying, I'll do your mom. No one ever talks about sexually
1: assaulting anyone else. I do appreciate the fact that the referencing comes across a lot better in this film than it probably could have been. So, to circle all the way back, what is that horrible piece of dialogue? When Ty Sheridan is confronting Ben Mendelsohn, he says, You killed my mom's sister!
0: Aunt. The word is aunt. Uh, That was the line I was referring to. Isn't it so weird that Simon Pegg's character has spent at least five years being, like, a librarian? Basically? Eh, didn't faze me. Like, that's what he's done with his life. His wife died, his best friend died, and first thing he's like, I'm gonna help kids solve the puzzle. That's it. That's what he does all day. Didn't bother me. Okay.
1: So let's move on now to Final Thoughts. Elliot, you want to go first? I mean, it's
0: it's a Steven Spielberg film and it's really interesting because of that fact. If anybody else had made it, we probably wouldn't be talking about it like we are. It would be just another blockbuster adaptation of a young adult novel. But it's a Steven Spielberg movie, and that's why we care. I liked a lot of the performances, and I thought how they handled the referencing, like Marco said, how they were able to add all of this IP into the visuals without directly addressing most of it I'd say like a good chunk of what you see they don't talk about you get whatever Warner Brothers could get their hands on at that point so of course you don't see Star Wars you don't see Marvel Steven Spielberg purposefully limits the amount of Spielberg memorabilia present in the film which in hindsight is a little weird like these kids have grown up knowing all this stuff, except steven spielberg movies he was one of the biggest filmmakers of the last 50 years and all we get is jurassic park t-rex and the delorean from back to the future which he produced he didn't direct it but yeah it was all around solid film visually. Acting-wise, most of the act was pretty good with some highlights. Mark Rylance was great. Ty Sheridan was not so great. So, you know, it, it all evens out. I would recommend it. What about you, Marco?
1: So, I do think that this is a pretty solid blockbuster film. Steven Spielberg's ability to make a functioning film on autopilot now really helped this film there were a lot of great scenes. I really thought The Shining scene was interesting from a film history perspective as well as visually. There were some great performances in Mark Rylance. I thought Olivia Cook was really good. I thought Lena Waithe was very good as a supporting role. I thought that the main character really didn't transcend his dweeviness at the end. In general, I would have liked more fleshed-out characters characters characters, maybe some more time spent talking about the main five, but I think it's still a solid action film and a solid blockbuster. Marcus, what did you think?
2: I thought it was actually quite delightful. The whole Charlie and the Chocolate Factory but VR video game on a global scale really helps you hang the story on and and it manages to guide you with the story progression and really make you feel like you're a passenger on this journey and I actually found it quite enthralling. It's visually stunning. I'd say it's one of maybe like five or ten movies that actually look good with 3D. I saw it in 3D no other choice because I usually don't like that but in this film it works quite well I thought I was invested with most of the characters especially Mark Rylance Ben Mendelssohn, Olivia Cook. as I said before Ty Sheridan is a little shaky sometimes but he gets the job done and I'm sure with a more complex and role he could be good in other things but he, he did the job fine for me music's great doesn't over reference there's a lot of easter eggs which I thought were kind of nifty and I'm not usually a guy who goes in for that sort of thing but here it worked It's funny. It's great
0: action. Good music. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Alright, this has been Fresh Films from NBN Audio. You can catch us online in the audio section at northbynorthwestern.com or on Apple Podcasts. This has been Elliot Kronsberg. Mark Scaliano.
1: Mark Carlano. See
0: ya!